Good morning. Today we will be re-examining China's national security law in Hong Kong in light of Beijing's new academic legislation to ensure students as young as six years old are taught the essentials of patriotism in their school curriculums. We will then take a look at losses incurred by Scotch whisky manufacturers due to a trade dispute between a group of European countries and the USA, and finally discuss communist Cuba opening up its economy for private investment. Today is Tuesday, the 9th of February. I am Arunova, and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Ego Monk. Hong Kong's education department recently ordered all schools in the autonomous region to adopt a new curriculum that promotes Chinese patriotism in children as young as six years old through storytelling, role-playing, drawing, singing, dancing, and other similar activities. The Hong Kong government also advised its teachers to report any breaches of the city's national security law. Since last year, Beijing has faced large-scale global criticism for its security policies in Hong Kong. The imposition of the new security policy, which Hong Kong Chief Executive Carrie Lam had termed as a necessity, invited a series of U.S. sanctions. Under the Trump administration last year, the U.S.A. signed an executive order ending preferential treatment for Hong Kong, and in another order decided to label imports coming in from the area as made in China. Last month, that saw the Chinese government detain over 50 Hong Kong activists prompted the U.S. government to sanction six more Hong Kong officials it blamed for implementing the new law. The United States had earlier imposed sanctions on Carrie Lam. Beijing has termed such sanctions despicable while continuing to increase its control over the erstwhile British colony. In last week's development, Hong Kong's Education Bureau said in a statement, quote, The fundamentals of national security education are to develop in students a sense of belonging to the country, an affection for the Chinese people, a sense of national identity, as well as an awareness of and a sense of responsibility for safeguarding national security. The law is expected to be applicable to all international schools in the region as well. The Education Department said that such schools are responsible for helping their students acquire a correct and objective understanding of the law. Though newly elected U.S. President Joe Biden has a more open approach towards China, the education curriculum will invite criticism from his administration as well. Newly appointed U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said last week that the U.S. will hold China responsible for any form of human rights abuses within its territory. After speaking to his Chinese counterpart, Yang Zhiqi, Mr. Blinken said, quote, I made clear the U.S. will defend our national interests, stand up for our democratic values and hold Beijing accountable for its abuses of the international system. The U.S. Secretary of State has also made clear that he will not diverge from the previous Trump administration's hardline stand towards China. Hong Kong's new education system, according to several pro-democracy activists, is indicative that the country is trying to do away with free thinking inside classrooms. It should be mentioned here that a majority of the protesters in Hong Kong are made up of college and university students. Moving on to some news from the business world, a 35% drop in exports of Scotch whiskey to the USA has led to losses over $600 million according to a report by the Scotch Whiskey Association. The SWA report showed that a 25% tariff on single malt scotch introduced in the US in October 2019 due to an ongoing trade war with European nations on subsidies being given to aircraft maker Airbus led to a 35% dip in exports last year, causing the over $600 million loss. Before the introduction of the 2019 tariff, the USA was Scotch Whiskey's biggest market with sales worth over a billion dollars. The ongoing trade war had resulted from a WTO lawsuit involving Airbus and Boeing which led to $4 billion worth of tariffs on US exports to the EU and $7.5 billion worth of tariffs on EU exports to the US. Last year, the World Trade Organization confirmed the EU's right to impose the $4 billion worth of tariffs in the over one and a half decade long TIF. 
Deciding on a separate case in 2019, the World Trade Organization favored the USA, allowing the Trump administration to impose tariffs on several European products. The USA had then imposed 15% tariffs on Airbus aircraft and 25% levies on European exports, including French wine, Scotch whiskey, and Spanish olives. Following the WTO ruling last year, the European Union's trade chief, Waldis Dombrovskis, said in a statement, quote, The US has imposed the tariffs following the WTO ruling in the Airbus case. Now we have a WTO ruling also in the Boeing case, allowing us to impose our tariffs, and that's what we are doing. Last year, Germany too decided to formulate concrete proposals that could end the 17-year-old trade war, with German Foreign Minister Heiko Maas proposing discussions to prevent the deterioration of relationships between the Western allies. Other European countries, including France, were however not very keen on negotiating options. It should be mentioned here that the United Kingdom had passed a unilateral decision last year to suspend retaliatory tariffs on US goods in an attempt to secure a mini-trade deal with the Trump administration. Public broadcaster BBC had reported last year that part of this deal would eventually lead to a suspension of retaliatory tariffs. However, the lifting of tariffs will not be enough for the Scotch whisky industry, which employs over 50,000 people, as it has in the last two years lost a large portion of the US market to other local competitors. The Scotch Whisky Association described the current situation as unsustainable, with Chief Executive Karen Betts telling reporters that the industry has lost its largest and most valuable market, with very little possibility of recovery. Moving south from the USA, in a major development last week, communist Cuba, with its state-controlled economy, announced that it would allow private businesses to operate in most industries. The announcement came from the country's Labour Minister, Marta Elanofito Cabrera, at a Council of Ministers meeting. The Council okayed the resolution that will see private investors being allowed to participate in over 2,000 different fields from the erstwhile 127. The decision comes as a crucial announcement for Cuba, which saw its economy shrink by 11% in wake of the COVID pandemic last year and a series of years imposed sanctions. Cuba has also been experiencing a stagnant economy for a long time with citizens lacking easy access to several basic amenities. Cuba-US relations that saw some semblance of normalization under former US President Barack Obama in 2015 did not last long, after the Trump administration placed the country under the US list of state sponsors for terrorism last year. Ties between the two countries are expected to see an improvement under the present US President Joe Biden, who had served as Vice President in the Obama administration. The opening of its economy to private investors may give Cuba the monetary boost that it needs for a rapid post-pandemic recovery. According to the new resolution, only 124 industries will be barred from private investment. The details of these industries have, however, not yet been revealed. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcome by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com that is i-n-s-i-g-h-t-s dot e-g-o-m-o-n-k dot com to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomong.com. Yeah.